Welcome to the Government Technology Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Langan. Today we're speaking with Chris Townsend, who's the Vice President of Federal Sales at UiPath, as well as Jim Walker, who's the Federal CTO and Director for Public Sector Marketing at UiPath, about advances that robotic process automation is bringing to the public sector, unique RPA use cases, and how RPA will advance government innovation in 2021. And Chris and Jim, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you both on today. And let's just kick it off. So as agencies are basically settling into what everybody's calling the new normal, and technology is definitely driving innovation in this new normal. From your perspective, what advances has RPA brought to the public sector? And we'll go with Jim first on that one. Yeah, thanks, Matt. So, you know, prior to January, we saw a lot of agencies that were really looking at RPA as part of a, you know, a technology stack that they are interested in and thought they might be able to use it. When we started to really lock down into COVID and agencies realized that the work from home was going to be longer and that work was going to be harder to get accomplished, we saw a tremendous uptick in interest in RPA. At our state and local levels, we saw agencies that are using it for unemployment insurance and SNAP payments for the New Jersey court systems and to get nurses back on hospital floors in New York and Suffolk County. In the federal space, we've just seen a tremendous interest, not only in having it, but having it at a large scale. At UiPath, we talk about a robot for every person, much like Microsoft would have talked about having their operating system on every computer. And people initially would have said, maybe not. And now they are starting to see the value of a digital intern assigned to each of their employees in big departments and across agencies. So they're starting to have more outcomes, better outcomes. The USDA recently at usda.gov slash RPA has a website completely dedicated to not only their bot program, but each of their bots, the return on investment they're getting. And we're starting to see that in other agencies also. So just a tremendous uptick in the interest in the use of this technology. Outstanding. Thanks, Jim. Chris, anything to add to that one? Absolutely. And Jim hit the nail on the head. We've really seen acceleration of adoption of the technology as an enterprise software platform. So, you know, we started out delivering value around automating things, a lot of back office functions like HR, finance, IT services, supply chain. But once our federal customers realize the time to value the technology, the ease of use and ease of deployment, and all of the potential efficiencies that they could gain across the enterprise, we're seeing rapid adoption, this move to enterprise scale that I've never seen. I've been in federal since, geez, 2003, so 17, 18 years now. And you know, usually federal lags broader industry, private sector in terms of technology adoption, just because of the complexity and size of the agencies and the complexity of the IT systems. But our federal customers are really embracing this technology because it has such a broad impact, not only on the back office features and functions and the cost savings there, but really to mission impact. And we'll talk about some of those examples later in our conversation. But we've got agencies that are saving tens of thousands of hours in terms of capacity gain and productivity. And and that all translates into significant cost avoidance at a time that we're really focused on building efficiencies in the federal space. That's great. Thanks, Chris. Actually, perfect segue, because my next question is, can you share a few specific use cases? And perhaps we'll start with you on that one. Sure. So, you know, I've got a number of them we could share just at a high level. 
as I mentioned, we're doing a lot with, with back office automations, finance, HR, IT services, which deliver tremendous value. We've got some automations around procurement bots. We've got automations around compliance. We're doing some really cool things with automating 508 compliance or other you know, compliance with the RMF framework. So a lot of you know, highly manual, repetitive, mundane processes and work that no one wants to do that we can automate and allow folks to really focus on better serving the constituents of the agencies. But really what's exciting as we move more to the mission side, where I give you an example, some of the work that we're doing at Department of Veterans Affairs. We've had a pilot there that's now gone out to an RFI for an enterprise adoption in terms of automating the processing of the paperwork flowing into the VA from the Community Care Act. So the Community Care Act allows veterans to go outside, or it's the Mission Act technically, to allow veterans to go outside of the VA to receive care. Well, the result of that was they brought a lot of records back in that flowed back into the VA from those community docs, and it was incumbent upon the VA medical centers to process all those inbound patient records and load them back into the VA electronic health record system, which was a very manual process. And they had upwards of 10 people per medical center performing that work. Uh, We've had a pilot going on there for about eight months and proved out the value of automating much of that processing, that information that has freed up tens of millions of dollars in terms of capacity. And more importantly, really made that ingestion of that patient record data much more efficient so that it eliminated backlog that was impacting the ability for the veterans to leverage this program. So it really improved the VA's ability to deliver care and service to the veteran, as well as reduced a lot of incremental costs associated with this program. And I'm sure Jim's got a bunch of examples to share as well, but we have, you know, examples at Social Security and CMS and USDA and Department of Homeland Security, just example after example of really exciting mission impacting automations that have been delivered. That's great. Jim, would love to hear your take on the use cases you were going to highlight. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, Chris gave some really great examples. Let me give you one of those art of the possibles. The Freedom of Information Act started back in 1967. It was really designed to help make sure we had a transparent government. And everyone uses the phrase transparent government, but when it takes so much time to get this information out to the public, you have to kind of question the transparency. And yet with a bot, The 5,000 government employees, think about that, 5,000 government employees dedicated to completing FOIA, Freedom of Information Act requests, and they can't keep up. Congress is constantly asking agencies to file reports on why they aren't able to keep up. And the reason is when it started in 67, there were roughly three television stations and news outlets that were going to ask for information. Today, any citizen and non-citizen can make a Freedom of Information Act request. It just inundates the system with requests. And yet a bot is able to help agencies identify the phrases, the terms, the ideas. And it's not just the bot, it's this phrase of hyper-automation where it's able to do it with machine learning and artificial intelligence so that it gets smarter, faster, better, and quicker in responding to these things going forward. This concludes this Government Technology Insider podcast interview where we spoke with Chris Townsend, Vice President of Federal Sales at UiPath, and Jim Walker, Federal CTO and Director of Public Sector Marketing at UiPath, about advances in robotic process automation for the public sector.